Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm Betty LaRue. I'm Vivian Vega. And this and is Revolution, Revolution Roses. Roses. We'll on one day get it together. <laughs> we should hold up a sign. Fourteen footer, so like perfect for us and a bunch of people. So it'll be nice. Oh, that uh, is nice. So we're gonna have to have you guys over for. Uh, I know you absolutely. have your own pool, but like, well, we got a like, pool pass, so you guys will have to come and um, we yeah. got like fancy Split, pools like around here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Michael and I were legitimately looking at the options for moving to Australia today. Um, we are choosing Scotland. Scotland. Yes. Um, I mean, we haven't settled on Australia, but it is the second for quality of life in uh, the world. My ultimate goal is Austria, but that'd be nice. I'm on day 161 of learning German. Ooh, very good. I mean, like Scotland. That means pizza (laughs) with cheese. That's like the most important thing you're going to need to know. I know. Yeah. So pizza that's awesome. is lecker. That means the pizza with cheese is delicious. Boom. Done. You're good. You're solid. That's all I need. That's all that I need. That is all you need. <laughs> I'm yeah. drinking. Look at this. So I'm drinking truly berry punch. These yeah. things um, are a delight. I'm drinking homemade beer from a confess book because I'm a dirty hippie. That's fantastic. Um, we're performing at Compass. That'll be my first show back. I want to bring Hazel. Oh, you should. What night are you guys performing? Friday night. Okay. Right before Anna and the Anna droids. Okay, no, no, I think we're going on Friday night. I know that there's something happening Compass weekend. I don't remember what it is, but. <laughs> Isn't that a shame? No. Okay, well, we are being timed. Um, right. So I'm going to get into this. Um, this person has a ton of information on them, but because we're trying to keep the episodes shorter and I could talk about this person's awards for probably 18 days straight. Um, I am not doing that. I'm going to simply speak on her life and just barely touch on the awards. You guys, um, she's still alive. And mm. doing things. Um, awesome. So you're going to know who this is immediately. And everybody's mm. going to know who this is immediately. This is an icon. This is somebody who everybody, everybody loves. Are you doing? Do you want to guess? 
Are you doing Dolly Parton? I'm doing Dolly Parton. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't say everyone loves someone unless it's Dolly Parton. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, it was tricky because I was like, I don't want to do too much and I don't want to do too little. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Um, Cause you could literally do a three hour podcast. I could. Over. And I was like, okay, I'm going to summarize it as best as I can while still doing her justice. Um, did you happen to listen to uh, Dolly Parton's America while doing this at all? Uh, no, I did not. But I, I did watch um, her drunk history recently uh, while I was working. Um, did you ever see that drunk history? No. Oh, it's. I'm going to highly suggest Dolly Parton's America, the podcast. Uh, and I mean, like, you're going to do an amazing job. But it's such. Listen, I, I, this, I'm not. It's a, a series. series. It's an entire yeah, series. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not so doing a whole series. I'm completely briefly, different. Speaking about this, I because she's an amazing woman and she needs talked about exactly. Listen, we can't do a a podcast about badass females. Everything in the South should be knocked down, and they should all construct Dolly Parton statues. Exactly. I was like, I can't do a a badass female podcast and not at Mm -hmm. least have Mm -hmm. a segment on her. Um, So we'll start at birth. Okay, so Dolly was born. Dolly Parton is her real name. Um, <laughs> Love that. Like, immediately. Just I like... know. Perfect. Immediately perfect. Yeah. Um, she was born in Locust Ridge, Tennessee on January 19th, 1946. And she was born as the fourth of 12 children deep in the mountains of Appalachia. Her I mean, father, like, it's everything you expect. Like, everything you expect. Her father paid the doctor who delivered her with a bag of cornmeal She's so good. It's already starting out. Oh, thing is going to be. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) know. Um, So um, he was the only doctor in their town. Um, Of course. So, and he's like, I I mean, I need cornmeal just like I need money. So I might as well (laughs) just take it. In the 40s. Yeah. Why not? Um, Okay. Her mother was actually a singer. Um, who taught Dolly to sing church music and harbored the love of the craft in all 12 children. And um, this actually like allowed them all to create a family band. Um, Her uncle um, was also a musician and we'll get into that later, but I, I, they didn't really touch on this, but I assumed that it was her mother's brother because of like her being a singer and him being a musician and, it just kind yeah. of fit that way. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so she actually began writing songs about her rough upbringing and her experiences at a very young age um, and actually used her misfortunes um, to earn her billboard hits um, later on down the road. The song Code of Many Colors um, that eventually would reach a number four position in the billboards um, was a song about how she was made fun of for wearing a patchwork jacket um, that she wore to school that was homemade. My Um, daughter has the book. Perfect. Like I have goosebumps right now because like, it's a really beautiful story. She's sorry. I am a huge fan. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's a beautiful story. It's like, it's perfect. Um, And when you know that it's like a real life, like that yeah. was her, that was her. Um, so her uncle Bill, the uncle I was talking about, um, purchased her, her very first guitar when she was just 10 years old. Um, and she actually, uh, he actually kind of worked as her manager, 
um, and got her, her very first televised variety show appearance in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, where the Grand Ole Opry actually took notice of her um, and gave her a guest spot when she was only 13 years old. And this was in 1959. She was singing like some real messed up stuff at this time too. She sold, she sang like original Appalachian, like folklore music for a long time. And that shit is dark. dark. That whole, everything about Appalachia is dark. Dark. <laughs> dark. dark. Listen, if you ain't praising the Lord, you're hiding from skinwalkers. It's scary out there. It is scary. <laughs> It is scary out there. You gotta, um, you gotta trigger warn people before you use that phrase. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. I actually did just hear, what was that podcast? Are you listening to Morbid? Cause I've been listening to oh, Morbid. Morbid That's lately. what it was. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we should, we should have, we didn't know. And I didn't know that either. I guess oh. I didn't, but yeah, yeah, that shit is fucking scary. <laughs> I get why you should trigger warn people. Cause that is scary. It's horrifying, but it, it keep going. <laughs> yes. And it is like, when I come across those TikToks, I'm like, ah, I can't sleep for days. I have never, I have never. And I'm so happy. I have never. Oh, you've gotten on that, that side of TikTok. Well, lucky yo. Anyways. Um, I don't know how I did, but it's always at like three o'clock in the morning when I'm feeding the baby and I'm just like, ah, fuck. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, just three years later when she was 16 years old, um, she started recording, um, singles at a small label in Louisiana. Um, and then, one again later, um, just later on down the, the like in that year, um, for Mercury Records in Nashville. So she was moving right along. Yeah. Um, she wasn't like creating hits yet, but she no. was she was getting she, noticed. Yeah, she had she has an m- amazing skill. Yeah, yeah. And it was definitely being noticed. Yeah. Um, so though she didn't find so much success in her early work, um, she was determined to keep going. Um, she loved the art and she uh, left for Nashville just after graduating high school. Um, in her very first day in Nashville, she met her future husband, Carl Dean, who she's still married to today. And she met him in a laundromat, which I thought was the cutest thing I've it's ever adorable. heard in my entire life. And was it, it was on her first day, right? Is that what you her said? Her very like, first day. Yep. First day there. She yep. meets him in a laundry like, I better go get these clean clothes out of the, the washer. I got a meeting down in the recording studio. And then she meets her future husband and they've been married for like 60 years. Beautiful. Beautiful. So every piece of her is, is so pure. So good. So pure. So delightful. Um, so she started writing songs with her uncle Bill Owens, that same uncle that got her the guitar. She started writing songs with them, which is also darling. Um, and um they uh started writing hits for some guy named Bill Phillips. I don't know Bill Phillips, but I sure shit know Dolly Parton. Yeah, I feel so. like I know this part of the story. Didn't she start to like perform with Phillips or no? No. Okay. Not so that's not this guy. You're thinking, you're thinking Porter Wagner. He comes to the story later. Okay. Okay. Um, So Bill Phillips had hits and these were all written by her uncle Bill and her, Um, which bless her uncle Bill, because he is like so supportive of Dolly. He's like, I know her talent. Like, I know that yeah. she is a freaking star. He got her like, a guitar. He's yeah, like, no, no, he's this like, girl's going places. Exactly. And I'll take her there if I have to. Exactly right. Because her mom and her dad have 14 other kids to work <laughs> <up>, so, <laughs> Listen, like... they're giving doctors cornmeal. 
like, I can't trust these guys further than I can grow them. And there's 20 of them. So, um, so then by 1967, she recorded dumb blonde all on her own. Um, I assume probably with Bill's help, <laughs> uh, that attacked, uh, stereotypes about females that actually became her top, uh, first top 40 hit, which I think is awesome. What year was that? Uh, this was, uh, in 1967. Yeah. She's like, but this, I'm not going to be some dumb blonde. Well, and then you've got, she's tiny. Her body is tiny. She's big breasted. And then she's got this like beautiful blonde mane. Mm -hmm. Of course, she was probably facing like all sorts of like discrimination left and right. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This might be a good place to stop. So we have a sponsor. Let's go ahead and do our little commercial talk about today's sponsor let's talk about today's sponsor all right well this episode of revolution rosies is brought to you by promo west productions if you are interested in seeing a show at the newport music hall check out one of these upcoming concerts billy howardell june 29th sleigh bells on august 14th architects on september 10th and briston maroney on September 16th. If you're hoping to catch some shows at Kimball Live, check out the following. Third Eye Blind on July 12th, Collective Soul and Switchfoot on July 20th, PJ Borden on July 23rd, and Sad Summer Festival on July 26th. To feel purchase- like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, what, go on, what were you gonna say? I was like, I feel like uh, I'm gonna need to be checking out myself some Kimba Live. <laughs> I know, my gosh, I, I haven't seen or heard Switchfoot since like high school, <laughs> crazy. <Right. laughs> to purchase tickets, go to axs.com or visit promowestlive.com for more show dates. Isn't AXS a weird, like, like words to say together. You're like, it is X S A as in Alan X as in X-ray S as in Sam. Dot com. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Okay. So back to Dolly Parton. All right. So here we go. Um, So because of this top 40 hit, she had just um, received in 1967, People were definitely taking notice of her. Um, One of those folks worked for the Porter Wagner show, um, which was a big time show um, on primetime television. Um, And time, it it was like a a manager, uh, some sort of talent scout that worked for Porter Wagner's folks. They picked her up um, and they were looking for a new partner for him. He had a female partner that he would duet with her name was Norma Jean. She was getting ready to leave the show. And, um, they were like, well, by golly, we need a new female. We need a new woman. She's got to look pretty next to him. We gotta, cause he's all flashy. What are we going to do? We need another flashy female. <laughs> so they actually soon became uh, media darlings. They got her in there ASAP because they were like, this girl is it. They saw what everybody else saw. Um, and people welcomed them into their homes immediately. They were watching them like crazy. I mean, that, uh, she is it. Like she is, is it. immediately an it girl. She is it. Um, they, they used humor and their angelic voices to play off of one another. And um, they were basically like best friends on screen. It seemed like they had known each other for a thousand years. Um, 
It certainly didn't hurt that she had a perfect figure and flamboyant costumes that played well with the way he dressed as well. He dressed really flashy and they needed somebody to match that energy. Yeah. You couldn't have somebody that was going to like blend in. She couldn't be like simple Sally. It had to be somebody that could like reach the level or they were just going to become background noise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So um, soon after, um, Everybody could see that her star was outshining Porter Wagner. Oopsie, they found somebody that shined too much. Yes. Um, And several number ones later um, throughout the duration of the show, including Jolene, um, they bid farewell to one another, um, at least on the airwaves by 1974. So um, she was getting like hit after hit after hit after hit. And it was just too much people were like uh, it's basically not even the porter wagner show anymore it's yeah now it's the dolly parton show. show right um however she loved the shit out of him like right. you know it was it wasn't her leaving the show because of anything more than like hey I, you know there's bigger fish to fry i need to i need to be out yeah. there on my own yeah. i need i need my own life away from you um to bid him a beautiful farewell she wrote what would soon become her most famous song to date probably i mean we all know jolene but we all know this one more i will always love you everybody flipping knows that song does everybody know it was hers probably not no but everybody knows that mother flipping song my son sings it all the time I love, and you're probably going to get into this, that she literally gifted it to Whitney Houston was like, as, as soon as she said, like, I didn't even give that, like, I just brush over how it's been yeah. used because it's like, well, yeah, if I got she into literally everything, said she, like, it, it, yeah, but yeah, she, she's just like, holy shit, girl, you got a beautiful ass voice. Yeah, she's like, this. I wrote this song, but it's hers. Like, I don't even mind. Like, I don't care that people don't know it's me because it was never me. It's her. Did you hear that she, um, hold on one second. My daughter's starting to crawl. I'm going to pause this real quick. Okay. Uh, so did you hear also that, um, Lil Nas X did Jolene and she was just like, oh my God, he sounded wonderful. Like she just loved it. She's just so delighted when people cover her songs. She's, I just love her. I love her love her um i love that sometimes she sings jolene as drag queen drag queen drag queen drag queen <laughs> have you ever seen when her and um play that they play their nails yeah, i forget oh. who it is what no who was Patty labelle. Patty Patty LaBelle. LaBelle. sorry cole I, I said loretta written like what yes, is i've seen i've seen with her and patty LaBelle. i love it i love it it's love it so funny i like i just love when they're like how does she play her nail her guitar with those nails i'm like because she picks <laughs> yeah she's like i can do anything i want um so um back to porter wagner um yes no 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 you're fine um so she was still under um his contract under a porter wagner contract um so he was still obligated to produce her records until 1976. Which means though that he basically like owned her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like that was her contract and like, 
Because I think I remember there was like a little, like she, she loved him and was like, there was nothing wrong in between us and da da da. Uh, and I, you know, like I wrote the song about him, but I feel like he actually held it up oh, yeah. against her. Yeah. And yeah, she's just did. like the world's most ultimate better person. Yeah. She, uh, well, that's what the drunk history is basically about was that whole time period. And she's like, you know what? If you want to own these songs, you go ahead. Yeah. Like you she's like the world's most like that like, is that is how you are the bigger person I know in every single situation and, and that is like I don't know ah sorry I, like I could never I'm such a bitch <laughs> like I could never if I worked that hard I'd be like no no I'm petty af I know like no way no don't take my work away from me I'm sorry I'm a woman in the world I've had yeah. so much of my work and my well, like he, and you know what she was probably me. thinking like I got plenty up my sleeve. Don't worry about it. I'll make more. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And she did. Um, so she did. She did. She was like, you know what? After this, I'm going to go to Hollywood. Boop, 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 boop. And she did. She went to Hollywood and she ended up starring in nine to five. God. Like almost immediately she went there and she's like, hey, here I am nine to five. Uh, and then she was in a movie called Rhinestone with Sylvester Stallone. And it was, from all accounts, awful. It was terrible. I feel like I need to see it, though. The name of it is Rhinestone, and she's in it with Sylvester Stallone. And he's like an aspiring country music singer. What? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. She said he was hilarious and they had to redo scenes over and over again because she couldn't stop giggling. Um, but yeah. Was he purposely hilarious? I'm hoping so because otherwise. I, I don't know that she would. I Was she giggling politely? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't imagine any other way, but I don't know, man. I don't know. But then, of course, she ended up doing Steel Magnolias, which everybody knows that film. I know. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just love her. Um, and then she was right. My hair does look like a helmet. <laughs> um, and then uh, Whitney, of course, recorded her version for "I Will Always Love You" uh, of "I Will Always Love You" for the Bodyguard. Um, which again, she just was like, "That's that the four best little girls." No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't even mention that. I'm not going to list all what? of her. I'm not going to sit here and list every single thing she's ever done. Sure, I had to but- mention nine to five because it was her first. I had to mention rhinestone because it's ridiculous. I had to mention steel magnolias because my mom loves that movie. And then I had to mention Whitney because come on. Um, nine to five so, or not nine to five, but best little horror house. It's, it is a solid flick. It's classic. It it's classic. Um, Sorry. So in 1986, she opened Dollywood, the theme park, which drew on her love of Appalachian traditions and drew folks into her home uh, in the Great Smoky Mountains because people weren't going there before then. They just no. weren't. They no. just were not. Um, and then it also created tons and tons of jobs for folks that did not yeah. have a lot of money. Yeah. I would love to go to Dollywood. I've not, I'm, and I've, I've never been, to. I've driven yeah. by it. Never been. I need to go. Um, she created the Dollywood foundation two years later in 1988 to provide educational resources to children. Um, now has the highest graduation rate since before then <laughs> ever. Um, Dolly, um, started the imagination library, which is a literacy program that mails one book a month to children who enroll from birth 
until kindergarten and is available in U.S., Canada, UK, Australia, and Ireland. So you and I are both fine, no we'll matter where fine. we move. <laughs> so actually the um, Coat of Many Colors book that we have, it's not from our subscription to it, but it is from that library. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I also have books. another one about America that's really good too. We've but, got yeah. a little engine that could, and then, um, I don't know. We've only I wonder if it two. goes by age. I wonder if it goes it does, by age. It does, yeah. it does, yeah. We got to get to Dollywood before it's torn down because she's too controversial of a figure for this United States. I know. God damn it. Like know. we're going go. into the point where like, Dolly Parton would be too controversial. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Not you, Biscuit. Yeah. She's nuts. Um, uh, she has raised money for the American Red Cross for HIV and AIDS related charities. She's pledged $500,000 to a hospital and cancer research center to be constructed in Sevierville, Tennessee. Um, she's donated tons of money um, to loads and loads of places and research centers, but recently um, has donated $1 million to the research of the COVID vaccine at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, where she ended up getting her COVID vaccine. Where I got the Dolly Parton shot. You did. I did not. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So she's like really good friends with one of the doctors at the center. He was like her doctor. And she made best oh, yeah. friends with him. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's the cutest little story because it's so Dolly Parton. And it's called, what? what is that podcast called again? Dolly's? Dolly Parton's America. Dolly Parton's America. Because so, he actually interviews her and his dad. It's so cute. That's right. So please, for more of this story, yeah. Oh, yeah. refer to that podcast because I only had a you are doing of time. an amazing job, but this um, woman it's so much four lifetimes I know I know I didn't even get into her playboy spread I didn't get into her like I mean I only have one more bullet point it's about just a handful of her awards um I said I love that you did Elvira and like opposite Elvira like if I had two angels on my shoulder it would be Elvira and Dolly Parton yin and yang yin and yang I have to Um, So I will not be able to list all of her achievements here, but I will name just a few. She is in the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Gospel Music Hall of Fame, the Songwriter Hall of Fame, the Grammy Hall of Fame. She's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And most recently, she got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She declined the nomination at first, believing it should be only reserved for those in rock. However, because she was voted in by fans, she humbly accepted and will be inducted. Because she is a saint, a yep. fucking saint. She was like, yep. oh, that's sweet, guys. But no, thank you. I'm, yeah. you know, country. Like, you should right. let other people mm-hmm. who are rock be here. Like, not mm-hmm. even. I know. She's a saint. She is. She really is. Um, I used Wikipedia, countrymusichalloffame.com. I mean, sorry, .org. And Britannic, Britannica.com and dollyparton.com. Again, there is so much more I could have done. I could have made this an eight-part episode but i was like so many episodes i have a 40 minute time frame (laughs) girl i'm telling you right now that i have i have thoughts and plans about doing multi-part episodes i mean i'm i'm i have other people i i want to do and um um but anyways so that was dolly parton and i love her and i love her always and I will always love her. <laughs> I will always love her. Yeah. She's an amazing human being. And like, seriously, I mean, like literally you could have gone on and on and on, but 
She's and, just... and she is clearly a saint because my daughter is now crawling and that'll happen <laughs> during this podcast. Right. Saint Dolly Parton. Uh, please see my Instagram later for the image I'm going to put up of myself with Dolly Parton on one shoulder and Elvira <laughs> on the other, because that is going to be a meme I make. You're welcome. <laughs> we should totally do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that is, that was it. That's all I got. That was an awesome episode. And, and I look at that. We still have like less, less than four minutes left. We did so good. She's amazing. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, until next time, guys. Smear lipstick. Oh, and raise <laughs> hell. I just bumped my knee. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. This episode was researched, written, and produced by Vivian Vega and Betty LaRue. Our intro and outro was written and performed by our very own Vivian Vega with her band Electro Cult Circus. Our logo is by Amanda Braskett. If you're more of a visual person, head over to our YouTube for the video of this episode. You can also check out images to go along with each episode and added bonuses by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Revolution Rosies. You can send us your art, your inspirational women, and stories about amazing things you have done to revolutionrosies at gmail.com or on our website at revolutionrosies.com. Revolution Rosies is a member of the Loudcat Podcast Network. Loudcat.